some week for Shrewsbury Town up against the League One big boys, but it didn't matter. Steve Cottrell's men now have left off with their first win and they backed it up with some results against Derby. And we'll be covering all of that on today's Shrews News, brought to you by the Kettle and Toaster Man. My name's Johnny Jury, and as always, I'm alongside Salop Correspondent and your man, Ollie Westbury. Ollie, it's been a good week. How's things, my friend? Uh, it's always better with, with 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 some good results, isn't it? Always better with some good results. It has been a good week. It has been a good week. But how are you, Johnny? You all right? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I, um, so how's your week? You started with a trip to Wickham, your first first second away. No, you went to Morecambe, didn't you? Second uh, second away, and it was uh, some trip in the end, really. Hot trip, yeah, a hot yeah, trip in the end. Yeah, I mean, firstly, it was absolutely baking. And we had in the press box, we had we had the sun, and it was on my foot, and I was thinking, but the rest of me was in the shade, and I yeah. was thinking to myself, as this sun drops, I'm in for one world of pain here in the sunshine. But thankfully, we were in the shade for the whole for the whole game. Did so burn it your toes off or anything? Did it? Pardon? Did burn your toes off or anything? Did it? The sun? If the sun was no, on your foot? No, it didn't. It was. It, it didn't. It didn't. The sun didn't drop any lower. So, so no. It was. It was all good. It was a fantastic result for Shrewsbury. Um, a really. I mean, there's a bit of a running theme behind behind Shrewsbury's performances. They're organised. They're disciplined. I mean, um, Steve Cottrell refers to it as they're well coached. And to be fair, they are. They're they they're set up in a in a really organised fashion, aren't they? Um, every every man to a every man does his job absolutely like 100% full of effort full of full of commitment um and you know you know they got they 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 just they you know it, it was a, it was a fabulous result for them on saturday it was a great result you know they they probably had to weather the storm a little bit in the first half and although like we're not we're not expecting shrewsbury to play promotion hopefuls wickham Derby and Ipswich and and have 70% possession of the football are we really we're expecting them to soak up pressure and then use the like the you know like the pace of Raquel Pike and and Dan Udo on the break and that's that's what we, we would ex, we expect and you know that's what they're doing and I mean you, you can't you can't fault them really you can't fault them that was a great result great comeback after 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 a bad result on the first uh, against Accrington, albeit in really controversial circumstances, and a draw at Morecambe, Wickham was a daunting task. And to go one nil down after like 50 minutes, you'd have thought they could have quite easily like buckled at that point and like not thrown in the towel because they're professional sportsmen and they wouldn't throw in the towel. But the resilience that the players showed to be able to to, to take that goal in their stride and to come back and then to get go on and get a late winner in front of the travelling fans, it was. Yeah, it, it was a it was a really good day out for them. I'm sure the I'm sure the Shrewsbury fans that made that made the trip there were were uh, were absolutely buzzing on the way back. Because even though I had a ton of work to do, I was I was I was pretty buzzing myself. <laughs> Just we said didn't we? We did a video last week, and I think we said a win would be a big statement. And we had a few messages from fans going, "Oh, a draw would be a big statement," or "Not getting beaten, but battered would be a big statement," or something along them lines. But it was, you look at that, you know, Shrewsbury beating Wickham 2-1 and a, a lot of other clubs in the league will, will probably set up and look at that and think, that's a that's some result, really. Yeah, I, I think so, yeah. I mean, that they're going to, that, that Wickham are going to be up there, whether they're going to get into those automatic promotion spots or not. We'll, we'll, time will only tell with that one as as, as games go on, as, as the season goes on. Um, they, they surprised me, Wickham, because, you know, 
teams get stereotyped for their style of play, don't they? And and uh, a few people told me before we went that they would be horribly direct. And they they actually, I'm, and I'm not sure whether it's because Sam Vokes didn't play, but they actually passed it around really nicely in the first half. Um, and they were nowhere near as direct as I expected them to be. Um, albeit another side really that passed it around without really creating any meaningful opportunities from from their possession um and, and and actually probably some of their better chances came from came from set pieces um but no i i think that, that there's some talented players in that squad um that Wickham squad uh, the, the the guy who scored uh, i think his name's McCleary um he looks like a good player Gareth McCleary yeah he's been yeah. around the block hasn't he yeah, he looked like a good player. They had a they had a, a guy called Mahetney on the on the left wing, um, and he caused he caused problems problems all day as well. So, yeah, they're they're a good they are a good side, and they will be there or thereabouts. We can't say for sure at this early stage where 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 they'll be, but it doesn't change the fact that a result away from home after going one nil down in thirty five degree heat after after two after an okay first two games, not the best. Is fantastic character um, shown by the players, but also the manager has to take a lot of credit for that because he brought on those substitutions and he wasn't happy to just sit back and let town, you know, absorb the pressure and get and get a point. He wanted to win and he saw an opportunity to win. Changed it up. He went. He went from uh, they were playing. Um, so, so Steve Cottrell spoke to the BBC before the game to actually. And, and he said what his formation was. They were playing 3-4-1-2. Um, so it was Taylor Moore and Luke Leahy as the holding midfielders with Jordan Shipley in the 10. And then Dan Udo and Rikiel Pike up front. Um, and, and, and they changed that right at the end. And they went to 4-3-3 uh, in an attempt to get the three points. So, yeah, he has to take credit for that because they could have just sat back and tried to absorb the pressure and... Uh, and get a point, but they didn't. They rolled the dice, and and it and it's paid off for them. First three points of the season. That you've just literally scrubbed out my next two questions there, because reading That's your analysis on then on Monday and, and and just reading Dave Edwards' column as well, he sort of praised the tactical nice of of Steve Cottrell. Um, it and, and it was it was a brave call really, because you're at Wickham. Wickham, one of the bigger sides, and to go for it, you know, it's come off and it looks fantastic to go for it. Is it? It was a big call, and 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 like you say, the the praise has to go for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is a big call. I suppose it'd be interesting to see what what the reaction would have been if you'd have rolled the dice and it hadn't, and it wouldn't have come off, and you know, Wickham would have uh, would have nicked one at the end. But I mean, that's you, you can't. There's, there's not an awful lot we can do about that at this point, is there? I mean, yeah, it, it's. I mean, it's it's always going to be a risk. There's ten minutes to go. You've kind of you've. You've not got a point in the bag because you've still got to earn it. But I suppose the one thing is, is if, you, if you're really like trying to get a draw and you're just intending to just soak up loads and loads of pressure, you kind of start to invite them onto you a bit as well. So I suppose you're more you're more likely to concede. Um, but but the manager, he's got to take an awful lot of credit for that. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I think that's a, it's a bold, bold move. But I think it's, it's a good way to play. It's, it's a good way to play. Um, because you know three points is so valuable, um, and, and like I say, it, massive for the confidence going forward for the players. Massive confidence boost. If you can go to Wickham, a tough place to go and win, then you know. Yeah, and just in, the first goal was um, 
Matthew Pennington got the first the header. You know, earlier in the week, Shay Dunkley had got a goal against um, Carlisle in the cup. It's yeah. um, it seems to have quite a quite a threat from Sep, quite a threat from these defenders at the moment. It looks like they're going to be sort of supplementing and helping out the forward line. That's a that's a good sort of luxury to have. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Steve Cottrell said in one of his, his post-match presses that the, between the three of them, he set them as a collective. He set them a goal for how many goal for how many how many he thinks they should score this season. Um, I mean, they are a serious aerial threat. Jay Dunkley um, is he is phenomenal in the air. Every ball that goes into the box, it just seems to be like magnetised to his forehead. Um, and he just seems to head everything out. He's such a presence in in, in both boxes. Um, and it was it was so so from Nurse's long throw, it was actually Flanagan who won the flick on to go to Pennington at the back post, uh, and then he then headed it back across goal. I think set piece goals are going to be important. Um, for example, uh, la- like last night is a good example. But in the first half, they didn't they absorbed a lot of pressure again and. You know, when we get throw-ins, uh, George Nurse got a long throw, and when we get corners, that it's important that we make the most of make the most of those opportunities. Um, so yeah, really good for Shrewsbury that that the centre halves are chipping in. Um, I think that, that the boss will want or want goals from from all around the team, um, if at all possible. Um, but but we'll, but yeah, it, it, it's it's a great sign. It's a great sign, and hopefully they can keep it up. I think it's Dave Edwards did say in his column that it that it's something that 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 they put a lot of emphasis on, um, and they put a lot of work into. So you know they get the you know the hard work you know reaps its rewards. Yeah, and, and just speaking about Luke Lee, he um, kept his cool at the end there, sort of led by example, tucked the penalty home. Um, he has really you know. He is. Lead, we mentioned it in the video, didn't we? He's leading by example at the moment since he's been given that that captain's armband. As are other players in there. You know, I've got a question a bit further down, but he's had a really good start to the season, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. He has. I mean, that's a that's an immense pressure situation. Um, we've seen ourselves, me and you, Johnny, take penalties at, 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 the, at the Hawthorns in that charity game a few months ago, and uh, our penalties uh, weren't very good, were they? Um, but but yeah. Um, Huge pressurised situation, um, you know, one minute to go, uh, big penalty. So yeah, it was important that it was important that that, that he scored, um, and he did. So, so, so good, good for him. He started the season really well. Um, he start, yeah, he, he's been he's been brilliant for for, for up so far this year. He is everywhere, absolutely everywhere. And he's fully committed. And and I spoke to him post match. He's come out and done done a few interviews post match, and he's just absolutely desperate to win. <clears throat> and that's a mentality that I suppose you need to have, isn't it? Um, and and he yeah he, he's been he's been great. He's been great. Um, his free kick that he scored in the cup was was a fine goal. Um, it shows that he's got quality as well. But. He does. He does. He leads by example. He's got. He's got young Taylor Moore alongside him, who's who's still adjusting to a role, to a midfield role. Um, so yeah, Luke Lee's been 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 really really good. Um, I, I'm not sure. I, I obviously I didn't see the preseason games, so I'm not sure how he played in preseason. But you know whether they'd have the captain the captaincy on the giving him the captaincy on the you know on the dawn of the first game would have like given him a boost. 
So, um, yeah, I think Steve Cottrell and the Shrewsbury fans will be very, very pleased with how he has started the season. Um, and he's, he's a goal threat as well. He, he, he's a goal threat. Yeah, absolutely. Takes good dead balls. Um, so, so yeah, um, fingers crossed that he can he can keep that up. Yeah, Steve Cottrell also said after the game he's got a, he's got a dressing room full of full of leaders really. Just from what you've seen, sort of watching them over the last few weeks, um, all who who sort of stands out for you as like the the leaders on the field? Um, I, I would have said that Dunkley. I, I, I don't know what it is, but don't you think centre halves just just seem to be yeah. better? Not better leaders because that's not. That's not louder talkers. Yeah, you just yeah. feel like centre half <laughs> some more. I don't know. Uh, who knows? Just like in cricket, like if batters make the captains, don't they? Like you can't get captain <laughs> to a bowler, can you? Like centre half, the captains. I mean, what do I know? Um, but yeah, um, I, I would have said that the, the the two guys that I would have said in there, uh, Jay Dunkley for one, who I've already mentioned. Um, he just he has got what he has. He's a he's a wealth of experience. So if so, he fits that bill. Um, you know, he's been playing football at, at this level and the level above for a long, long time. Um, so he's certainly one. I would have said Pennington is another. Um, he's he's played well um, this season, and he's he's just brave. He's like a lion heart. He just chucks his he, chuck, he throws his body in there. Um, and that's and that and that's kind of what you need. Um, and I'd probably say the other one is is potentially uh, Dan Udo. Um, I think he kind of leads by by example more than anything. Um, uh, I, I've not spoken to Dan too much, so I, I wouldn't be aware of what he's like um, as in terms of in the dressing room. Um, but yeah, um, he seems to. He's just always closing the ball down, putting a shift in. Uh, and, you know, that makes people go with you, you know, yeah. set the standards, set the tone and they, and off you go. Yeah, just on a bit of um, a bit of news, a bit of injury news earlier this week that, you know, Aidan O'Brien, who's, who's only really featured in a minor role so far this season, he's um, he's undergone a minor um, operation on an injury that he's suffered. What's the sort of latest on that? Oh, as Steve Cotswell said, sort of how long he's potentially going to be sidelined for? Yeah, it's bad news, I'm afraid. It's six six weeks, Aidan O'Brien is set to be out for. Um, that's yeah. I was listening to to to. So so I had deadlines to hit last night, so I, I wasn't able to get down there in time to speak to um, to speak to Cottrell after the game. Um, so uh, the, the media the media manager he sent me the audio from from the interview um, and. Yeah, I, I, in that I listened to that this morning, um, the full interview, and, and yeah, it's not good news on the Aidan O'Brien front. Um, but I mean, he's he's going to be out for six weeks. Um, what he said was he's hoping that he'll be back to. He hopes that he might be back to playing in that in that time. So it'll be, I think he said, like a week of taking it quite easy, and then they'll start to to build him up again. Um, and the hope that he might be somewhere near by that point. Now, at this stage, it's all very, it's a rough guideline of, of, of where he's likely to be. So I don't think we're, in, we're entirely sure. Um, the one thing I would say is, is that hopefully now, even though he's going to be out for six weeks, hopefully now we're, we're, we're at the bottom of the problem rather than kind of 
for a while. I mean, having injections and stuff. Unlikely, you know, it always kind of sends alarm bells when you're having injections what, like two or three weeks into the season to kind of get through. Um, because I mean, I'm not I'm not a sports scientist by any shots, but um, kind of con concerning that like is that going to solve the problem or is an injection just to manage it so he can get through games whereas at least at this point he can he's, hopefully now the problem is is sorted and he can get over it and then he, he can be you know ready to go and ready to hit the ground running again when he's fit rather than him actually playing with an injury because he probably wouldn't be doing himself justice if he was playing at 80 percent um so it's one of those really um, with Aidan O'Brien. It, it, it's not good news, but also hopefully in six weeks' time we'll have a fit firing Aidan O'Brien um, back in the team and, and ready to, to start making some some contributions. Um, because from what I, what I gather, he's, he's a really, really good coup for Shrewsbury. Um, and so it's a bit of a shame that he's, that, he's, that he's not started the season yet. Yeah, it must be hugely frustrating that you bring in a striker of that sort of calibre and you don't get to... You don't get to use him for well, what would it be, six, eight weeks of the well, more than that of the season by the time he comes back. Yeah, it is, but you can't can't you can't always help these things, yeah. can you? Um, yeah, um, you can't help them. Um, and you know, Shrewsbury brought six players in. Then they're not all gonna go into the team straight away and suddenly be, you, you, you know scoring loads of goals, keeping loads of clean sheets, putting in 10 out of 10 performances, you know, that's not how transfers work, is it? Some some transfers are really, really good and, and some people fit in really, really well, really, really quickly. Uh, like like I'd probably say that Da Costa and, and Shay Dunkley have, and then others take a while to bed in. And then, you know, sometimes things like these happen. So, yeah, it's disappointing for Shrewsbury. But, um, it's disappointing for, for, for Cottrell. Um, because he'd probably like that bit of extra depth um, for Aidan O'Brien um, to come on and, and make a real impact. But un unfortunately, it is it is the situation is what it is at this at this point this moment in time. And I'm sure that they will that the, the the medical team at Shrewsbury will be working hard with him now to make sure to get him in peak physical condition so that he can really come back and make a positive impact on the team. Yeah, well, that was. Um... That was Wickham and the aftermath of Wickham and, uh, and you know, difficult news with Aidan O'Brien, but he'll come back strong at Fort Salop. Uh, Ollie, last night it was, well, Derby rolled into the, the meadow last night. It's been a, a tough week with, um, you know, well, tough on paper, but Salop, another point last night, huge point really against against Derby in front of a big crowd and there was a big following there from, from Derby, the, the newly relegated side from the Championship, but Salop stood up for the test and, and just reading a few sort of Steve Cottrell comments before he came on and recorded um, immensely proud of uh, of the work rate that Salop put in last night to doing that point. Yeah, he specifically highlighted his front four, um, which was interesting because it's not often you see uh, um, um, highlighting the front four. But he was he was immensely proud of the work rate put in um, by Jordan Shipley, uh, Raquel Pike, Danny Ludo, and Tom Bayliss. Um, so. So yeah, they defended that. I mean, they, they Shrewsbury were, were were really good last night. A similar kind of performance to uh, to, to Wickham at the weekend, but they they had they, that you know in the first half, Derby saw an awful lot of the ball. In fact, they probably had seventy five to eighty percent possession. But like I said, I think I think we know that that's going to happen. You know, Derby have got 
someone like Conor Hurahan playing in their midfield. He, he's, he's, he's a top quality player. Um, and you can tell like when he, the ball's at his feet that, you know, um, he's very, very comfortable on it. But it, it, for all their possession, I mean, you, you don't win a game based on possession, do you? And in the first half, they, they, didn't, they didn't create a chance from open play at all, Derby. Their best chance, and they probably should have scored, came from a set piece from uh, Richard Stearman and a header at the back post. And he, he just, he, uh, yeah, he didn't get enough on it and, it and it went wide. But their best chance came from a free kick, which is kind of not what you expect. Um, so, so yeah, Shrewsbury absorbed the pressure really well in the second, in the first half. But in the second half, they were aggressive, they were tenacious, they were energetic. They came out and they really, they, they really like put it on Derby and that lifted the crowd like right from the off. They were flying into tackles and they were really trying to get on the front foot and it was, and Shrewsbury had much more of the play in the second half and probably like Steve Cottrell said in the end that, you know, they probably had the best chances to win the game. I mean, Luke Lee almost scored from just inside the Derby half. Um, yeah, he, he, he literally just, because he spotted the goalkeeper off his line, he's tried to lob him um, and it just went over the bar, which was, which would have been a fantastic goal. Daniel Udo had a chance where he tried to lob the goalkeeper again. And it was something that Shrewsbury had actually spotted, um, that the goalkeeper's quite often off his line. Um, so it's in, so it, it's interesting to see that, that that was something that they were they were thinking of doing. But but he, he kind of went through on goal and probably would, would have thought he, he, he could have done a little bit better. Um, and yeah, and, and and so it was so it was a much more it's a it's a much more wouldn't say even second half, but 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 Shrewsbury really came out after all guns blazing after the break, and it lifted the crowd. And the atmosphere in that second half was absolutely brilliant. It was a really compelling game, compelling second half to watch. Um, I must admit. Um, and both sides at the end, they could have won it. Um, Derby had a chance with not long left on the clock. I think it was Louis Sibley. Um, the cross came in from the substitute uh, Dobin. It went to the back post, and he just found himself about eight yards out. Um, with 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 nobody with, with nobody near him and and I think he probably dallied on it a bit too much and Morosi came out and made a good save. He has been somebody who's really impressed me um, since since I've been watching watching Shrewsbury. Uh, Marco Morosi, um, he's not put he's not put a foot wrong at all, um, and he's made some. I'll probably put, put the markers on him now. He's probably going to chuck one in the net on on Saturday. We <laughs> might. I'll take responsibility, but he has been he has been really impressive as a goalkeeper. Um, his distribution's fairly good, um, and when called upon, he's reliable. Um, he made some comfortable but good saves at Wickham, good saves that you'd expect him to make. But he, but he, but yeah, he, he was good again last night. And there were probably saves that you would expect him to make. But you know, it's important. It's important that he keeps them out. So he he saved that one. And then right at the very end, in the injury time, Daniel Ludo had a massive chance from about six yards out. To, to take to take the points home for for Shrews, but unfortunately, I think it, I think Raquel Pike tried to knock it in first, and I think he might have air shotted it, and then it fell it fell to Udo, and unfortunately, he just couldn't keep it down, and it went over the bar. Um, but that was probably the the most clear cut chance of the of the game, um, right at the very end. Um, so. And probably a Daniel Udo that hasn't had the injury problems and he's probably a little bit sharper and has played got more minutes under his belt. Um, Steve Gottel seemed to think that that 
he would he would he would score that. Yeah, interesting. You mentioned there about about Pike um, and what we were you were alluding to there that Steve Cottrell praised his front line. Um, he said Pike was immense. Um, as it was one of his words that he described last night, and he sort of come back into the fold, doesn't he? You know, he played up front um, on Saturday somewhere where Salat fans yeah. probably haven't seen him for for quite a while, um, if I'm right in thinking. And, and he played last night. And he was immense. It's you know interesting to to see really. What have you made of his displays? I thought he was good last night. I thought his link-up play was good. Um, the one thing that's good about Pike is he's got a yard of pace, so that when you're absorbing pressure like like Shrewsbury are, and that if they hit it into the channels, you know it, he has got pace, and that's something that they can exploit. So, you know, I mean, he's he went on loan last year, didn't he? And he's done himself absolutely no harm whatsoever in these games that he's come into and played. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, credit to him because he's versatile as well. Because he did, he did all right at wing back. He did all very right. Very well, yeah, very well. So to be able to play at wing back one week and then play play up front the week after, that that that's tough. But credit to him for being able to adjust. But I suppose he he came out and spoke to us last night and he said that that's partly due to the to to the side knowing what their roles are and what's expected of them. So that's kind of credit to the coaching staff as well. That 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 kind of helps helps them to 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 kind of adjust to those different roles so yeah pl- please for pike glad that he's he's starting to, to to you know he's done really well in these last two games um and and, and ryan bowman's injured uh, picked up an injury as well so he was the severity of that one ollie was there any not, updates last night? yeah they were it's not too serious um but that's not really that that helpful in terms of will he be ready for saturday or not I think it's just they're just assessing it at the moment, which is um, yeah they're, they're assessing him I think day by day. So um, Cottrell said that he was hoping that that when we see him next, he might have more of an update on that. Fingers crossed that Bowman's ready in time to play at the weekend against Ipswich because it's another big game. But more just because you know Shrewsbury were only able to name six subs last night, and a lot of them were young young players, young inexperienced players and throwing them on into a, a cauldron atmosphere like that when Shrewsbury are battling for a point, you know, is, is I wouldn't say unfair because they're professional footballers, but but it, it will be hard for them. It will be hard for them to come in and, and, and it's an awful lot of pressure to put on young shoulders that aren't all that experienced. Yeah. Right, time for the advert. The, this podcast is kindly brought to you by the Kettle and Toaster Man, your one-stop shop for all kitchen appliances so if you need something for your kitchen head over to kettleandtoasterman.co.uk right that was Derby and Wickham um the fixture list doesn't get any kinder on on Salad really they've got Ipswich on Saturday they come to the meadow um another one of the the big big sides in the in the vision in the division uh oh if they make a hatchery results on Saturday that'd be that'd be huge because momentum's a massive thing in in these leagues because there's so many sort of fixtures the league so sort of packed in and with the, the fixtures so tight this year because of the winter break um you know a result saturday if they can get a bit of momentum going that's going to be massive yeah yeah it is and on the back of on the back of these two results i think they'll be boy, they'll, they'll be buoyed going into that game um dave edwards said in his column that he expects ipswich to be the toughest test of the three um so we'll we'll see where we're at when when they visit on Saturday. It's a it's a, it's a, it's a horrible week to have to 
play all these teams all in a week. But I'm sure it'll be another good atmosphere at the Meadow. I suppose my one concern is that, it, you know, they look like there were some tired bodies out there. The fitness of the players, firstly, let's say the fitness of Salop's players is absolutely immense. They are so fit. Uh, and it's no, even though Derby made four subs last night, Salop got stronger and stronger. And even with like 20 minutes to go, you know, they were, you know, they were, they were still getting stronger, Shrewsbury. So the fitness is immense. But, you know, it'll, it'll be a very similar team, I would imagine, again on Saturday. Um, and those two games, the last two games, will have really taken it out of them. Um, so, and there were a few guys walking wounded a little bit last night, it felt, in the end. Um, with, um, yeah, I think Luke Lee, he picked up a knock. Um, and there were, there were another there were another couple of a couple of guys down injured. So I, d I don't think they're anything anything too serious or anything to worry about. But there's a lot of football. There's a lot of miles in the legs at the moment. So you know it's going to be incredibly hard to to get yourself up and to to go again. Um, so the recovery this week will be really important um, for the staff to make sure that the players are in are in are in fine fettle and ready to ready to hit the ground hit the ground running again on Saturday. Um, so fingers crossed for another positive result for Shrewsbury. The momentum will be massive from these two games. And if they can get a good result, I think a point will be a good result again. Um, then, you know, sky's the limit. You know, the three of the best sides in the league. And if they, if they can, you know, not lose to, to them in, you know, that's, that, that, that's, we said it last week, it'd be a statement if they could win, but. We'll see. We'll, it'll, be, it'll be a really, it'll be, you know, I'm sure Steve Cottrell would have snapped your hand off for five points out of those out of those nine before the week. So Shrewsbury will be, be looking to go again. They'll be looking to go again. Well, that's all we've got time for on Shrewsbury's this week. It has been some week for Salop and it could get even better as the Tractor Boys roll into the meadow on Saturday. So thank you for listening. And from me and Ollie, have a great week. And we'll see you again in a couple of weeks' time. <laughs>